Welcome to the Launch Society podcast, the ultimate podcast to help you build and scale the online business of your dreams. I'm your host, Anastasia Ushakova, online course expert and award-winning marketer with experience in marketing multiple seven-figure courses and orchestrating campaigns that resulted in six-figure days. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Lise Jones, a sound healer, spiritual business coach, embodiment mentor, and a six-figure entrepreneur who helps creatives connect with their vision and build a spiritual business that is aligned with their lives. Now, the title of today's episode is Your Business Can Be the Portal to Your Awakening, and I believe Liz's story is truly the best one to represent the topic. After going through a spiritual awakening, she left her 9-to-5 job at one of the biggest Silicon Valley companies, sold everything she had, and went on an exploration journey, which ultimately led her to creating her business in the middle of the pandemic. And despite of all the challenges of the past few years, she still scaled it to six figures and she attributes a big chunk of her success to staying grounded and harnessing the power of spiritual practices to help her grow her business. If you want to learn how pleasure, play and purpose can help you create a breakthrough in your business, keep on listening. Liz. Your journey as an entrepreneur and your spiritual journey are so closely interconnected. And I feel like pretty much every person's spiritual journey are connected to their business, but some people might just not realize it. But for you, it's so present because your spiritual awakening actually is what ultimately led you to founding your own business. So can you please tell our listeners, how did it all happen? How did you quit your nine to five, a really cushy nine to five corporate career position in one of the largest Silicon Valley unicorns and pivoted and started a spiritual business? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to connect with your community and really share and yeah, I, it's so funny because my role at Uber was my only nine to five after I graduated and I spent almost five years there and it was really cool. I think sometimes we like to talk down on our old journeys, but I learned a lot there. I started off doing customer support and then I became a people manager and then I was a regional learning and development specialist. And so I was in that like black in tech, always be hustling, get shit done. There's just a different energy, like when you're working in tech and I was in it, like I drank the Kool-Aid, like it was my jam. It was my identity. It was what I did. And then I always say you love a place until you don't, or you love it until you hit a point where you become like, actually, I'm not aligned with that culture, right? Those values don't align. This is not good for me, mind, body, and spirit. And I think for me, I got to a point where it was both and, right? It was like, My work life was crashing and my personal life was crashing. And a lot of times you'll hear people talk about this. It's called like the dark night of the soul, right? This is when you're going through your spiritual awakening. And it's just, I was at a point where I was like, all right, I came out as a lesbian and I was dating this girl. And I was just like, I was no longer feeling fulfilled in life. I was like, okay, I'm not fulfilled in my role. Like I'm not doing what I want to be doing. I was like, I want to be creative. I want to travel. I want to have conversations. I want to share stories. And I wasn't happy dating this girl either because you get to learn a lot about yourself in relationships, right? Like it's triggering. And I was learning and all of my shadows were coming up. And so I was really anxious. I was really depressed. And I remember having this feeling. I was like, I don't actually know how to be happy. Can someone point me in the direction of happy? Where is it? 
Like, where is she? Can you point me in that mm. direction? And for me, the only thing I knew that brought me joy was travel. And so I had a friend who was like, why don't you quit your job and travel? I was like, why don't I do what? And I love to share this because again, I think so many times we just see where people are and like, we're not really sure of what it takes to get there. Or maybe someone who's listening is in that dark night of the soul, or you're in that space of, oh, I'm not aligned with where I work, or maybe I'm in a relationship and I'm not happy. And I always invite people to follow the creative energy, follow the joy, like follow the things that bring you happy because when you're in that space, then you can dream, right? Then you can be creative. But you're if you're just in the space of like, I hate my life, I hate my life, I hate my coworkers, I hate what I do. That's a very low vibration, it's a very low frequency and it's really hard to create from that space. And so that's what led me to quit my job and travel. And I just started Googling like cheapest countries in the world, safest countries in the world. And I was like, I can do this. I had equity. And so I was like, and I had savings. And I was like, what would happen if I just took my equity and my savings and I just traveled the world for as long as my money will take me? And literally, that's what I did. I had no plan. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this the cheapest way. I'm going to stay at hostels. I'm just going to, and I did that. I was like, I put in my two weeks and I was like, I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand and I just started backpacking Southeast Asia. <laughs> as you were talking, one point really stuck out to me. You said that a lot of times we as people like to talk down on our previous experiences and especially coming from an online business space and particularly launch and online courses space, I see that all the time, whether in the messaging that is being used to get sales or in people presenting their own stories or painting a picture of a future for people uh, who they're trying to get into their offers. It's always a little bit your past is so bad. It's so shitty. You didn't enjoy it anyway. Go into this bright new future. And I found it really refreshing how you said, I don't want to talk down on my past. And I feel like it connects so nicely with what you said. It's a low frequency. It might have not been the best period of your life, but it ultimately led you to where you are today. And I feel like just because we don't enjoy something by the end of it doesn't necessarily make it bad all along. There is a way to tell your story without talking it down and without dressing it with negativity. But also the way you tell your story, it seems like a really hard time to me from the outside where you're not fulfilled professionally, you're undergoing a major personal change, coming out as lesbian, not really being happy in your relationship. How did you even realize what was bringing you joy, how you're able to take that leap. Because what it seems like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you had a corporate job position that was safe. You were working in one of the largest, most successful companies in the world. You said you had equity. A lot of people would just stick it out and just try like wait till it gets better. But you did something drastic. You sold everything you had and you booked a one-way ticket. How does it go from here to there? How how did you have the strength? How did you have the courage? Or how do you even get the idea to do that? Oh, so many good things that you said. And I love that. And I want to also say this is growth, right? So I've mm -hmm. been an entrepreneur now for two years. And so you were talking about that marketing context. I feel like I used to do that a lot. I'm so guilty. It's quit my job at Uber. My life used to. And then and now I'm like, let me stop doing that because that's not true. Like it was good time when then when I was in it, it felt good. And just honoring a lot of even the healing work I've been doing is like honoring parts of the journey, right? Like we do the same thing with, and I'm like going off a little, but it'll make sense. Even with our inner child, like 
sometimes we're like, we are above older versions of ourselves. But I find a lot of healing and especially with like spiritual entrepreneurs, we have to go back. We have to connect with the eight-year-old version of you, the 18-year-old version of you, the 28-year-old version of you. And so it's the same with even our nine to fives. Like that prepared me for entrepreneurship. I was on a remote team for before I started my entrepreneurship. Like basically I was coaching employees and even creating the bridge, which is like, that part of the journey is actually going to help you on your entrepreneurship journey. Of course, now my work is more spiritual, but everything I've did before that, like prepared me to be a better entrepreneur. So I just want to say that. And then in terms of like, how did it happen? Honestly, I think it's beautiful. Like when you have people around you that remind you of your vision, because sometimes we're so close to the, the rock bottom that like we can't see. Right. And so it was actually a friend who was that mirror for me who said, Liz, you love to travel. Why don't you travel? And so I think sometimes when people around us, whether that's mentors, whether that's friends, like sometimes, and I'm sure it's the same with you and your clients, like you can see things in them, like they can't even see in themselves. And like, sometimes we will be like, oh, it's just a coincidence or, oh, it's no big deal. And it's like, I believe the universe sent that person to plant that seed. And so it was really my friend, like reminding me of my joy. And then this sucks, but sometimes I'm like, sometimes you just got to be sick and tired of sick and tired. Like literally I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack if I keep living like this. Like I just would wake up and it was just like, I'm like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Like why do I feel like this? I can't do this. And it is funny because I was like, I'm going to stick this out, make more money. And then I got to a point, I was like, I'm done. The money is, screw the money. Okay, so this might be a little bit of a tough love, but I think you need to hear this. You will never be able to scale your service business to seven figures without burning out if you continue to only sell your one-on-one services. The truth is, whether you're a freelancer, consultant, hairdresser, personal trainer, the only ways you can grow your revenue are pretty much either raising your prices, which let's face it, has a market cap to it, or going down the agency route, hiring more people to be able to take on more clients, becoming quote-unquote more professional, the whole shebang. And don't get me wrong, this can definitely work, but if I'm being honest with you, I've only met a handful of agency CEOs who were actually genuinely happy running their businesses. And I've worked with a lot of agency CEOs. Most of them admitted that going down the agency route made them despise their business because for one, all of a sudden they became a manager, something they never wanted. And now they're stuck in endless feedback and performance review meetings instead of dedicating themselves to their craft the very thing they actually started their business for. Secondly, it massively increased the stress and the weight of responsibility on their shoulders, because guess what? More people equals more overhead costs. And finally, it actually did not give them any more freedom because at the end of the day, they're still selling billable hours for money. So the second they're not actually working in a business, the revenue dries up. Now, what's crazy to me is that there is a way less stressful and cheaper way to scale your service business, which is to take the skills and knowledge that your clients are already paying you for and productize them into a scalable online product, like an online course that you only need to create once but can sell over and over again without ever running into capacity or skyrocketing your costs. Now, I'm going to show you exactly how you can do that. Detailed, step-by-step, no gatekeeping, not on this ad, otherwise it would go on for another half an hour and we do want to get back to our episode but i do have a free training for you it's linked in the show notes below so go check it out and get instant access and start scaling your business the easy way all right let's jump right back into the episode you work centers heavily around pleasure play 
purpose. And that's also what I'm hearing out of your story, following your joy, following your pleasure, exploring those interests. But these terms are often not associated with building a business. That's not the first things that come to mind when we're like, okay, how do I become successful as an entrepreneur? How do I build a business? So can you elaborate on why all of these are so important for creating a thriving business and why there is such a groundwork for your work with your clients? Yes. Ooh, so good. And yes, I am the rebel that's like, if it's not bringing you joy, why are you doing it? And I actually believe the more deeply you are in your pleasure, like the more access you have. So from a spiritual and like energetic perspective, and I know for some people listening, this may be like very new, but I do energy work. And so we have what's called our chakras, which are energy centers in the body. And a lot of Eastern practices use the chakras as a basis for being well, right? And so the whole intention is that our chakras are balanced, right? But when we experience trauma and different things, they become unbalanced. And so our intention here is to bring them into balance. So one of the chakras, the second chakra is called the sacral, right? And this is located beneath our belly button in our womb space and it's all about it's about pleasure it's about sensuality sexuality being open to receive abundance creative energy and so energetically I'm like as long as you have access to your creative energy you have access to abundance right because what what is what are you doing you're creating what a course right you're creating a retreat you're creating a head wrap you're creating a lipstick right but if you're not connected to creativity how do you bring in abundance? And I think we don't think about it like that. Money is just, it's this exchange of energy, right? I coach you and you thank me with money, right? Or I create this lipstick and you're like, thank you, you give me this money. And I feel like our businesses are the path to like liberation, to freedom, to creative expression. You know what I mean? I love that because it is so true. How can you expect to be not even successful because I feel like if you really stick it out for long enough and you really give it your all and your hustle hustle, results will follow. But will they be as enjoyable? If you're earning a hundred million but you're miserable, are you actually more fulfilled or less fulfilled than if you, I don't know, earning 10K, but you're doing what you love every single day? Not that it has to be mutually exclusive, but I love to see the connection. When you tap into your creative forces, you actually unlock abundance with that as well. And one of your messages that keeps popping up in your content over and over again is that your business can be a portal to your awakening. And I feel like every entrepreneur listening to this, they will already have a hunch as to what that means. Because let me tell you, at least in my personal experience, starting a business has been the craziest personal development, spiritual practice I could have ever done. No meditation will compare. But I wonder what you mean by that exactly. That was amazing. I love that. But I think so many people just think they're going to go into entrepreneurship and just, I don't freaking know, launch these things. And it's that part is actually pretty easy. But it's like, again, you we're humans with emotions, with feelings. If you are not acknowledging that, like your business will trigger you, your abandonment wounds, your attachment wounds, your control wounds, not wanting to surrender, people pleasing, lack of boundaries, all of that will show up in your business. And so I think when I say your business is a portal for your healing, it's honestly for me, like the more I heal, the more my business expands, right? Or the more I nurture myself, the more my business grows. But I guess to kind of talk a little bit about when I started my business and like 2020 was a wild year. The pandemic didn't trip me out, but like when the whole like George Floyd killing happened and the US was in like an 
uproar. You cannot go on social media. Like they were replaying the footage, like your entire social media feed, every email, every ad, every Facebook. And I felt like I could not escape this. I was like, all right, are we really watching like black people die on the fucking internet? I was a new entrepreneur. I was about to launch my first program. And I was like, so triggered. I just spent all this money on a business coach. I'm supposed to launch this program. I don't know what to say. I'm a business owner. I have to say something, but I'm black. I want to stay silent. I live, I deal with this shit every day of my life. And so I was so triggered. I was spiraling downward into a depression. And I was like, how do I get out of this? And I remember inside of that mentorship, my business coach, there was a sound healer who was one of my good friends. And she was like, can I just gift you a sound healer? Because we had this like call and I just broke down crying. And I'm like, sure, whoever can help me, <laughs> please help. And we did a sound healing together. And I remember after that sound healing, something shifted in me. I still can't explain it to this day. And then I was like, you know what? I got this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch. And then I launched and I had my first 10K launch. And I was like, what just happened? And so then I started becoming interested in energy work, right? I was like, okay, I have to work on me, the human. And I think people don't talk about this enough, which is again, like it's, it's not just a business. It's not just a brand. It's like you, the human it's, do you feel grounded? Do you feel confident? Do you feel supported? It's almost like your business is the mirror. Your business is showing you yourself. Your business is showing you the areas that you get to heal. And it's, it's wild, but it's, it's true. So many juicy things I want to dig into. First of all, starting a business in a pandemic with so many businesses actually having to close down, so many companies letting people go, the uncertainty. You did the exact opposite. And you actually started a brand new business in a time where there was so much panic in the world and no one knew. Now every, everything's relaxed. Back then in spring, it was like apocalypse. No one knew what was going to happen, but you actually decided to start a business. And it's been wild two years but with everything happening in the world with talk of the next recession there's so many people who are sitting on the tip of their chair and like oh, i wish i would start a business but now really isn't a great time it's so uncertain so could you expand on that a bit did you even have fears of starting a business in a pandemic how did you overcome them if you had them or was it like oh no i don't care i'll just try it so one thing and i don't know this may resonate with people this may not but I'm, I'm that person. I'm like, turn off the news. Stop watching the news. Stop watching the media. I'm so sensitive. I can't consume that. You know what I mean? The same thing with the whole recession. I don't plug into that stuff. Don't plug into those beliefs. I was on the phone with one of my friends and telling them about, I was about to launch and how much my program was. And they were like, you think you're going to sell that in the middle of the pandemic? You think people are going to buy that? And I was like, I was like, oh, and over here, my business coach, she's like, come on, girl. Yeah, let's go. And imagine if I would have listened to them. I would have never launched. I would have never had a 10K launch, all of these things. And so I think it's really important to, again, protect your energy, protect your mindset. Like if you are around people buying into the fear narrative, it's going to magnify. It's going to amplify. And if you're believing that, what actions are you going to take? If you believe it's a recession, people are not buying. If you believe in that, what action are you going to take? None. Whereas what if you believe that not, nah, there's billions of people on the planet, there's money everywhere, there's opportunities everywhere. Like, how are you going to show up differently? What the hell are you going to do? 
You're going to get in the room. You're going to invest in a mentor. You're going to create your offer. You're going to put it out there. You're going to make money. This is the spirit I can so get behind. Because I feel like a lot of times when you tell that to people, don't play into the narratives. Their response is like, yeah, but you can't be ignorant and ignore what's happening in the world. But there's exactly like you said, it's such a different response to say, oh, I'm paralyzed with fear. I'd rather do nothing because it's so dangerous and I'll stay put and change nothing versus okay, this is happening, but there's still a possibility and opportunity out there. And I'm going to see to it that I use that opportunity to the best of my ability without being overwhelmed by fear. And I feel like that, that fear is number one thing for entrepreneurs. It paralyzes them. What if nothing happens? What if no one buys? What if I fail? And I can understand those fears a lot of times, but to be honest, if you're doing business online, if you don't have an e-commerce business where you invested in stock, if you don't have prior investments, if you're in online business space, if no one buys, you just do it again because your investments are near to zero. <laughs> you can retry over and over and over and over again until it works if you want to. It's so interesting because before you do it, like it's not embodied, right? But then once you do it, you have belief. I have a client who just finished my mentorship. When she started my mentorship, she had zero followers. She has 200 followers now. She's launching her first retreat. She has four discovery calls booked this week. Four with 200 followers. Mm -hmm. And I share that because I just want everyone listening to know, like sometimes we think people are an anomaly. People are not an anomaly. Like the strategies work. Stop creating separation between people you admire and you. I love to remind people I'm just proof of what's possible. I'm not like this special unicorn, but it is that mindset of you can't just quit the first time, but you can't just stop. You may have to learn, you may have to grow. And I think this is where you do have those tools that help you shift your mindset or help you deal with the anxiety so you can continue to navigate as an entrepreneur. But I just want people to know, like, it's just... It's so possible. I'm getting shivers as you're saying this because it's so inspirational. And I really deeply believe in that as well. And especially when you said you have a client booking discovery calls with 200 followers. I've started my business at the start of the year and I was already booking clients with like 100 followers. Sometimes people equate the following to the actual amount of money they can make, where in reality, I guarantee if you started your presence from scratch, doesn't matter if you're talking about your emailing list, your Instagram, your YouTube, your LinkedIn, whatever, wherever you're present. And it's not just your friends who are following you, not just your mom, but actual people who followed you in their free will. And there are even two, three ideal clients in there. You can sell to them. And if you cannot sell to them, adding in more people into the equation is not going to make you a better salesperson. It's not going to magically mm. solve your problems. You're not magically going to convert a million people just because your audience will grow. If you can't sell to one person, how do you expect to sell to a thousand? So I feel like it's never too early to get the reps in. What if you only have two clients to start with Then you perfect your methods, you perfect your delivery, mm. you get amazing testimonials that then will make your next sale easier. So I feel like that's such an important mindset switch to make from this scarcity mindset of, oh, I only have an X amount of followers to these people are actually interested in my area of expertise. I can help them with what they're looking for. And one theme that keeps coming up as you talk is embodiment and you are an embodiment coach as well. So for people in the audience who are listening to this, who don't know what embodiment is, could you describe what it is? What does it do? Why is it so important for business? Embodiment is about being in the body, right? It's about connecting with 
the wisdom of the body to make decisions. It's about connecting with your body to channel your visions. Really, through my work, I help people really connect back with the body. A lot of people are so disconnected from their body. We're in the mind. We're very logical. We're very analytical. We're very in the masculine energy, right? And we cut off the wisdom of the body, right? This is why we're anxious and depressed and all that. And it's like the body is telling you, you are not in alignment. You are stressed out. This environment doesn't feel good. And we're like, whatever. But what if we actually could tune in to our bodies? My belief is that that's the portal for everything else. That's the portal for clarity on your vision. That's the portal to access how you want to serve, who you want to serve, what you want to create. If you're not in tap with the internal, you might be just creating a business that you hate, right? So a lot of the work we do is really connecting with the body and leading from the body, not the mind. Oh, I love that. For someone who's listening to this, who's intrigued by the idea, who's okay, I'm starting to see the connection between the spirituality and my business, and I really want to dig in deeper, but they have no idea where to start, or they just feel overwhelmed by all these different concepts, embodiment, sound healing, self-discovery, meditation, breath work, whatever. What would you recommend? Where is a good place to start? That is such a good question. And I always love to remind people, like, the intention is not to be overwhelmed, because you are are so right. There are so many modalities and there's not a right modality. It's not a wrong modality. I think two things. I think one, honor that internal curiosity, that internal wonder and learn more about it. Something is calling you, whether that's sound healing or whether that's nature or the elements, I think honor that. And then the second piece, if you're just like, Liz, I haven't tried anything. I don't know enough to start. I think some simple tools are journaling and meditation, right? And I always say, I'm like, the best tools are free. I think journaling creates so much awareness, right? Start writing, how do I feel today, right? Connect with your emotion. Start journaling, what gives me energy today, right? Start journaling, what is draining me, right? Start journaling what you're grateful for. Start writing affirmations. And I always say to people, if you start writing and you write three days in a row, what's draining you? And by day three, you're still doing it. It's okay. You're, you're choosing that, right? It's now it's a conscious choice, right? That's what journaling starts to do. It create that awareness, right? Um, and then also meditation. You don't need to do long meditations, five minute meditation, three minute meditation, but it's a beautiful way to just get out of the mind, slow down the racing thoughts. And then the last one I'll say is move the body. Like whether that's like spending time in nature, whether that's going for a walk, whether that's intuitive dance, whether that's exercise, but try to do something that just helps you connect with your body. So those are like three simple free things that I would say to start with. One last question before I let you go. We're actually second to last. You're a six-figure business owner and it's a milestone similar to, you know, like 10K months, six figures, seven figures. Those are trendy keywords that are being thrown around ubiquitously. And so many people, when they're starting out their business, they're like, okay, how fast can I hit 10K months? How fast can I hit six figures? So for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a goalpost for I've made it. I've made this business work. So I wanted to ask you, how did you arrive at this milestone? And what did you learn in the process? How, how did I get here? I think the two things. One, hire a mentor. I'm always going to say that. Hire a business coach. Business coaches are the cheat code and mastermind. Like being in that 
vibration of dreaming big, especially with these buzzwords, it is so easy to get off track. It's so easy to be like, oh, that's the strategy to six figures. Let me take that route. But again, like you said earlier, if you don't feel good on the way there, that's not the strategy. My first thing I launched was an eight week group coaching program. And I was like, whoa, pump the brakes. I didn't become an entrepreneur to sit behind my laptop. <laughs> I was mm. like, I want to travel. I want to host retreats. And my coach was like, all right, great. Let's go create a retreat. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. I've done many different things. I've had my own group coaching program. I've been a co-coach in other coaches program. I've launched retreats. I've had one-on-one clients. I have a three-month mentorship. So it has been a lot of trial and error. It's been a lot of self-discovery. I don't want to be like that person who was like six years in one year. Like it took time. But I think the main thing was to continue to journey. Like it is not just 10K months. It's not just upward journey. It's again, it's trial and error. It's trying different things. You're going to be triggered. You're going to take breaks. But I think the main thing is it really is to keep going. Like I started with so many entrepreneurs who just quit their business. Like they just give up. They've hit six figures and they're like, fuck this. I'm going back to nine to five. And so I really think like slow and steady wins the race. I think consistency, I think the vision, right? Really deciding like, what you're called to do, who you want to serve, how to impact them. And I think that alignment is really important. For me, a lot of my work was around my money mindset. Man, it's so funny because I remember when I first started my business, I would get on discovery calls and people be like, how do I work with you? And I'm like, I don't know. When I figure it out, I'll let you know. Like I could not tell people my prices. And of course, now I have 3K offers and stuff. But when I started my business, I just couldn't. I had to do a lot of work around my relationship with money, being open to receive, feeling like what I had to offer was even valuable, not being attached to people's results and selling. I had such a poor relationship with selling. Like I just didn't want to sell. It was like, then you're going to be a broke entrepreneur. Make a choice. <laughs> right. And so I think a lot of work around money mindset, relationship to money, being open to receive, which um, is like really sensitive for a lot of people, but doing that inner work. Um, it's really important. Definitely. I love that you mentioned investing in mentors and education. And I feel like uh, it's such a recurring theme whenever I talk to entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, is that they invest a lot in themselves. And I can say with so much certainty that the second my career took off and the second my business took off is when I really started investing in myself. So Liz, thank you so much for this conversation. It was so inspiring and I learned a ton and I'm sure the podcast listeners did as well. So for people who are interested in keeping up with you, or maybe even want to work with you, how do they find you online? Yes. So thank you so much for having me on the Launch Society podcast. Yeah, you can find me at by Liz Jones on Instagram. So it's B-Y-L-I-Z-J-O-N-E-S. If you want to work with me, I am bringing back my signature group coaching program, Shift the Vibes, which is a three-month embodiment mentorship for creatives, healers, intuitives who want to do this, right? They want to start, they want to really connect with their vision and their purpose. They really want to embody their spiritual gifts and they want to align their energy to more abundance through creating a soulful spiritual business. And yeah, that will be launching very soon. So you can send me a DM on IG. And then if you want to do more of the travel and spirituality, I have 
my signature retreat, which is the Get Grounded Goddess Peru retreat. And that's a journey through Peru, through the Andes. We journey through the chakras and we really work on just bringing more balance to our masculine and feminine energy to, yeah, to rest, to abundance, to play, to joy, all of that. But I love connecting with people. So send me a DM, let me know you're listening. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And that wraps up our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed tuning in. If you did, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I would really love and appreciate that. And that would help me get the Launch Society out to more people. And I also want to hear from you what was your main takeaway from the episode your aha moment something that you might implement right away share your insights with me over on instagram at it's anastasia ushakova the link is in the description box below as well and i'll catch you next time bye